We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. I am back from vacation, a couple shades darker from Jamaica, but well-rested. Again, shout out to producer Cole Bay Bay for holding it down while I was in Jamaica for the week. It was so much fun taking a week off. The old man has been telling me to do it for years. I see why. He is right now very, very angry. At me. Just, no, I'm disappointed. I'm not angry. He's not angry. He's disappointed. Because before we recorded this show, I went out to the lobby. Shout out to Blue Wire Studios here in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. We got the water and drinks and everything bar. We have a nice little snack bar up there. I grab a Starburst pack, kitty ones. They have two flavors in it. It comes with two, right? I open the flavors. It's two pinks. I am... I'm as disappointed as this man looks right now because I opened it up and I was like, pink is the worst flavor of Starburst. And they gave me two of them. And what, then he tell starts. Tell me your favorite flavors. Okay. My favorite flavor, the orange one. Hands down the best. Easy. Yeah. Entire bag of orange Starburst. Then yellow. Then red. Then pink. You're fine. Sometimes red jumps yellow, though. That no, one's this, like, they're like one no, and two. No, no, listen, listen. Red hits listen, pretty listen. tough sometimes. This podcast is over. <laughs> this, we can't this, do this anymore. I didn't even get my abs yet. No. Well, I thought that was a bridge too far. <laughs> Saying that the pink starburst is the worst starburst. It is. I just that's had a, it. That's a crime. Punishable by law. It's it's literally. If a, I thought it was a bad take, it's the 11th, I just ate it. It's the 11th it commandment. <laughs> starburst. Thou <laughs> shalt not disrespect pink starburst. <laughs> that is a crime. Like, only fucking criminals and psychopaths think the yellow Starburst is the best one. I don't say it's the best. The orange one is the best one. Okay, that one too. How many bodies you got buried in the backyard? (laughs) Because there ain't no way you're a civilized human being that says the pink Starburst is the worst one. It's not great. You're tasting It's mad overrated. Your tastes are bad. It it candy. Your taste in life is bad. Bad wine, bad liquor. Oh, my God. You're acting like I, I'm over here and I'm just like, hey, I like candy corn. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Do you like candy corn? I do not like candy corn. It's disgusting. No hey, candy corn, no black. Gross. Yeah. Not, no black licorice. I don't eat red vines and shit of that nature. Red vines are delicious. Twizzlers? Red vines? Those are good. No, nah, I don't fuck with them. Those aren't 
I mean, those aren't like Pink Starburst are better than those. How about that? Pink Starburst are the best Starburst. They How are not. Dare and then you. you ask me about Skittles flavor. I eat Skittles two at a time. You're you got to pair them. You, there's something you weren't raised right. No, you're acting like I chose like the worst flavor. Actually, of gummy you bear. probably were raised right, and your mom and dad are like, "Yeah, we didn't." My father probably. Thing. My father never ate candy. He had braces like 18 times in my life. Goddamn. So he's he's not in on this conversation. And my mom, I don't know which one she prefers. Probably not the pink ones. Everybody else I talk to, though, they say the pink ones slap. And every time I'm just like, I've never, y'all are lying. In, in my life, I've never heard a human being that said the yellow and the orange. Like, my wife just throws them away. Like, she'll get a, a thing of Starburst, and she's like, if nobody's going to eat these, they're going to go on the track. The yellow and the orange? Yes. Oh, just save them for me. When I come over to your crib, I'll just have an entire bowl of yellow and orange ones. No, because if you do that, I have to call the cops. I read a story once where Lupe, like, on his joints for shows, he had nothing but yellow M&M's. Yeah. Because of religious reasons. Couldn't eat the other M&M's because of the yeah, dyes. Yeah, but you have it. no religion. Your religion is terrible taste in Spain. Like, like, that's your religion. You got to start your own I'll, cult. I'll cult come over to your crib and I'll eat all the yellow and orange Starburst. I'll, uh, I'll hit up your wife. I'll text number her like, one, save those for me. Number one bullshit. The, <laughs> that's you are, we, as Habib would say, number one bullshit. That's, how the fuck, how the fuck we start a show where right? somebody doesn't like a pink Starburst? A show where we're going to say R.I.P. to Shiki, baby. I bet you Iron Sheik likes pink Starburst. I don't know. He's not a fan of the Sprite. You know who probably likes yellow Starburst? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan likes the yellow Starburst. He's a racist. All right. At least he's not liking the orange ones. Yo, I know we aren't on the the wrestling episode. I I finally watched the Dusty Rhodes episode, the uh, WWE biographies. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Because Hulk Hogan was talking about, like, Dusty. And how he wanted to talk like Dusty. And Dusty obviously grew up around black people. So Dusty's whole gimmick was... It wasn't even a gimmick. It's just kind of who he was. And Hulk Hogan was like, I want to be like him, yet you hate black people. I can't fuck with you, Hulk Hogan. I have been told growing up through my life that a lot of racist people of any type are envious of those that that they are hateful against, Um, whether you're racist, sexist, or whatever. So I understand. I get it um, from that degree. But you know what? As long as Hogan, what if, oh, my God. What if we found out Hulk Hogan liked pink? I mean, everybody likes pink Starbucks. So I wouldn't be surprised. It's the yellow, it's loving yellow and orange is the crime here. Yes, no. She only hated people who was a friend of the Sprite. <laughs> 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 I think uh, Kevin Ioli. Yes, and, and, and Dan Raphael. Yes. <laughs> she gets tweeted at me a few times. It's, it's crazy that the Iron Sheik, the Sprite, he had a second life on Twitter. Like yes. there was, there were people who was like he was a wrestler. Because he's nuts. He was nuts on Twitter. He's just like saying the most crazy shit. Now, every time he tweeted, I always thought he would like spit after, blah, blah, whatever he said. But rest in peace, Shiki, baby. But yeah. yo, you are a criminal and a psychopath. He might put me down for not liking the pig star. Yes, he would. Puh, puh. <laughs> Blow the snot on you. Yeah. <laughs> you're a gross. You're, there's something wrong. Oh, man. Yeah. Today, we're supposed to be talking boxing in here. And we're going to. Um, Clarissa Shields continues her dominance. Last weekend, we'll talk about that. I watched the fight while on vacation. And then talking about this weekend, Teofimo Lopez versus Josh Taylor. Big fight and kind of a turning point in the two guys' careers for very different reasons. Yep. And then we have Adrian Broner returning to the ring. Yeah. First fight under Don King. Yeah, it might be so, the last one too. You never know. It'll, it'll be one more fight than he had under BOK Prime. That is true. So we'll talk. 
Yo, if BLK Prime shows me one more audition for the Shook Knight documentary that they haven't shot yet, and it was like, it's 10 parts. Who the fuck wants to watch a 10-part documentary on Shook Knight that you haven't shot yet? It's all over the Instagram. I have to unfollow them. Yeah. I think I hate follow them now. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be one more fight than he got. Terrence Crawford robbed the bank. Shut them down. That's it. Closed the whole company. Got his money. Now he's going after the big fish. There needs to be a documentary on BLK Prime. We'll talk about that because I don't think we had a show um, about boxing since that's been officially announced. So we'll have to talk about those two and and the entire buildup to that fight. I'm trying to see what day this was announced. May 23rd, maybe we did. We did talk about it. We haven't gone much in depth. I mean, they did, I think, shortly after they they did ESPN first take and everybody starting their predictions. But we've got some time. Yes. Uh, so we'll glance over that. And then Mayweather returns this weekend, in case people did not know. I, who's gonna, which one are they going to watch more? Broner versus Hutchison or Mayweather versus John Gotti the third? Mayweather versus John Gotti's on Zeus. Don't disrespect Zeus. I will disrespect Zeus. <laughs> Zeus and Yellow Starburst can go to hell. <laughs> Zeus might be the, the place where this next person lands. Because uh, before we get into all that madness... On our boxing shows, we like to dive into other parts of the culture and wild shit. Starburst. Yes. It's worse than the yellow Starburst. Zion Williamson. Hey, man. Lost his damn mind. Did he? I mean, the man ain't playing. No. That's none of his fault, right? Like, that's his body's fault. Now. Now. Back in my day. These kids are different now. Back in my day. Tricking was not accepted on this level. Not publicly. Not publicly. You do whatever you want in private or your home. Two women, two days, come out airing all of Zion's business. Yes. Got one pregnant. Now he's like cupping her. They look like they had a baby shower. She's pregnant, pregnant. Mm-hmm. A whole, and I don't know what that woman does for a living. Uh, now she's got, a stripper. Okay. The stripper versus an adult actress. Okay, yes, yes. I saw it. I did. I, did. I saw a clip. We have of seen the, Mariah of, Yes, of the, no, the, the pregnant Oh, um, girlfriend sure. was on a podcast desk must much like ours where she, she performed a, a very acrobatic trick mm. um, that would lean to the profession of being a dancer before being pregnant by Zion Williamson. Um, now she probably doesn't have to be anything. She's chilling. And then a girl pops up Mills or whatever. Mariah Mills. Mariah Mills. Um, I think Drake has talked about her once. <sighs> Hasn't he talked about them all? See, she fits his Tell type. Tell us the story. I'm a, I'm a, I have a point that I want to make about the difference between Drake and the Zions <laughs> of the world. Mariah Mills pops up and she's like, yo, you were just with me two days ago. Do, doing acts I cannot mention on this, on this microphone. Uh, so you can act like a great, you know, like your baby mama is everything, blah, blah, but she ain't the main chick and leaking DMs and he wants to fly her down to New Orleans and buy her a house and put her up. For the like for her life, one of the DMs said, "How much does it would it take for me to pay you every month?" And now they're both talking to each other, the two women that is saying, "I'm the main chick." No, I'm the main chick. No, I'm with Zion. We've all seen this before, in much lesser people's lives. Yes, but they're not Zion Williamson. That is true. Like you are, regardless if you're on the court or not, one of the most famous players in the NBA. You don't got to do this, my bro. Like, you don't, you don't have to go out there and pay a woman you may see on Twitter or whatever other site you may use that 
grabs your attention and pay her a fair portion of your money to fly out and just be around you. Like, they'll be around you anyway, Zion. Like, the, as a young guy, this is why it's a problem with being on the injury list. He got too much damn time on his hands. He ain't around the OGs on the team. Nobody has shown him. You don't got to do it this way. Also happened to Jordan Clark. At least Jordan Clark gets, like, slapped in the face by Draymond, and then he's tricking on Ice Spike. Are you talking about Jordan Poole? Or Jordan Poole, whatever. Different Jordan. Look, man. These young kids are all mixed up. They get a little bit of money. They try to I, toss it for women to hang out with them. Mariah Mills was not hanging out with Zion. She was doing sure. dastardly things with Zion. Sure. She would have done that for a seat in the VIP. Look, the point is, like, Zion is young. He's a child. He ain't young anymore. Yes, he is. Grown-ass man. I mean, look, man. Like 24. No. Been in the league for three age. years. Came out as a freshman. His knee's at least 56. That's different. Greg Oden looked like he was 75 <laughs> years old when he got in the league. Man, man got grown-ass man knees. But Zion's he's a child with a lot of money and social media, which is a bad mixture. And, yes, he had a lot of time on his hands. See, the he's difference? 22. He's a child. Sure. The man's a child. And for me, it's like you got aired out, but who cares? In Zion's case, you can make fun of me today. You ain't gonna remember this three weeks from now. You're not gonna be talking about this that much longer. Mariah Mills, you'll be back. Yep. Right? No, they said they weren't going anywhere. Right. So who really loses in this situation? Zion for being publicly embarrassed. What does it mean? He doesn't care. Like, he he's, he, like he cares like right now. He's like, oh, they already be out. Yeah. And then he like would, he would have DM'd these offers if he didn't care. He would have went straight on timeline and been like, yo, I'll nah, give nobody you does that. I'll give you 50, 50 G's a month to come in. Everybody slides in the DMs. Like, women get flued out all the time. Yeah, because everybody's embarrassed. But, but it happens. He just, they just surfaces. The difference between him and somebody like Drake is I guarantee you, as soon as they see Drake, sign this NDA. Immediately. As soon as you see Drake, you have sign this NDA. We can do whatever you want. I'll pay, I'll give you $100,000 right now. But you need to sign this because you can't say where this money came from or I'm taking it back. Yeah. Zion needs to realize, like, I am a celebrity. I'm not just a ball player. I am a celebrity. So, if you're in my presence, sign this NDA. Now, it might not sound attractive. I mean, you know, if I go up to a woman right now, it's like, sign this piece of paper. He's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. But you're Zion Williamson. The money is attractive. You say whatever that Right. Way. So, sign this NDA. Yeah. That's where he made it. That's the only mistake he made. I don't care about him paying because he's got way more money. Yeah, he has tons of money. Like he's but not, that money goes quick. It does. You but end up like Antoine time. Walker. Hey, look, some people buy cars, some people buy broads. So you, you pick one. Do That's what you right. want. I've seen him blow money at the clubs. I've seen him blow money any, like anywhere. Yeah. He chose to blow it on Mariah Mills. There's worse things to spend money on. Sure. You've seen Mariah Mills, right? I have seen Mariah Mills. Yeah. Yes. Like somebody paid, bought and paid for that. Yeah. And now he's, you know, got it on a lease. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's not a car guy. Okay. Now, look, man, he's, he's got a baby on the way, which is the real, like, oh, shit. That's the real all shit about it. It's like, oh, you got a baby on the way? This baby's going to grow up one day and go on Google and Google my dad and be like, you're with the adult film star? It's like, shut up. Your mom was a stripper. So it's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, I live in Vegas for enough time that I, I know a lot of people whose moms are strippers. I, dude, look, I got friends. And or different. I have friends who would travel to foreign countries just to pay for some butt. <laughs> like, yo, that's a thing now, you know? It is. Because nobody wild. talks. I, there are people, like, paying for it. Like, there's, there's people on YouTube. Listen, I'm older now. Like, when I was, like, 20 years old, I'd be like, I'd never pay for that. I get it. 
I get it. Yeah. You don't want the no strings attached? That's where Zion made a mistake. Like if I pay for it, cut and dry. See you later. You don't know me. Shut up. No. Like, but that's the mistake he made. Like now he's got a baby he's by single one. man. Yeah, you do it. Do whatever you want. As long as it's consensual, everyone agrees to stuff. The Look, money, man. Listen, man, you do whatever you want. Look, I bet he, you. But he hustling backwards because he didn't do that. I bet you John Moran was like, I wish I would have did that instead of flashing these guns. This draft class. <laughs> let's, you want to you talk about this draft class is taking a beating right now. <laughs> who who are the scouts that had to look at these guys? They're like, God damn it. Damn, I got a fake thug and a simp. Yeah. I wanted to. RJ Barrett's like, I just play in New York. That's it. I'm just chilling. <laughs> but yeah, he's damn. Canadian though. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. He's cool. He's chilling. Yes, that's true. Yeah, but they yeah, do different shit in Canada. Zion and Ja, the number one and two picks in the draft, have they're showing their ass right now. They <laughs> really are. I just Zion, and the the problematic thing is, and it shows me a lack of common sense. Now I understand why his ass puts himself in like positions where maybe he'll gain like 300 pounds and then get in shape and then lose it. The common sense and the self-control needs to develop. Yes. You, you said they are immature. They're children. Like John Morant made the same mistake twice. And that's when it's no longer a mistake. Just DMing girls willy-nilly. Dude, you got to realize who you are, right? Like John Mar- I mean, Zion Williamson was the hottest thing in high school. Right before he went to Duke, his highlight reels were everywhere, and it was like, "Who's this man dunking on these children?" It's yep. like, "No, he's a child too." Right? He was the hottest thing, but he it wasn't. He wasn't exposed to the Mariah Mills of the world. Now he's of a legal drinking age. Now he's in New Orleans. Like we got to be very clear, he's in New Orleans. It's not yeah. like he's in Utah. He's in New Orleans. He's in the party city of the world. Everybody knows who he is. Zion can't walk. Do you talk like the UFC show? We were talking about UFC fighters walking by. I wouldn't let him in the studio. <laughs> Zion was standing outside, but like. Hey, my brother, come on in, because everybody knows what he looks like. He's a star, but he doesn't know how to manage that star. And now he's, yeah, he's been Goes put into out there. one of my older hot takes. Which one? AAU has ruined all these kids. <laughs> all of them. I blame AAU basketball. Because before then, even if you were a high school star, you were a high school star in your town or your city, maybe just your school, but you had to have some social skills Sooner or later, your ass is playing a tournament somewhere else. And at least when you travel, you got to acquiesce. You learn how to play ball with someone else. Cool. But it was all about high school basketball. Maybe some playground shit. You ran into different girls. You understood how to talk to girls. You understood how to talk to other guys. Like, you understood how to be cool. AAU basketball, none of these guys got to be cool. They baby your ass from the second you hit 6'3 to the second you end up 6'10. And then you become wildly socially awkward. You don't know how to talk to anybody. You sit in the house, you play video games all day. I love video games. You do too. But we've had conversations with people. So now when it comes time and you become a hundred millionaire and it's like, yo, I should probably go pull baddies. And you go to the club and you look around and you realize, I don't know how to talk to these women at all. Like I have all this money, I have all this star power and I'm in the VIP and I'm just like, oh my God. Just being a weirdo. Yeah, just being a weirdo. Just because you can play ball doesn't mean you have social No, but they cut them off at the leg because in AAU, they're like, what do you need? You need a sandwich. You need a Gatorade. You need a drink. Do you want to go here? Don't worry about it. And they baby do your entire damn life and you get to be 22 years old and you are a man child. Well, you know, you no longer have the the opportunity to hunt, to eat what you kill, right? Like you don't, you don't have to, oh, you don't have to earn anything. It's all given to you. 
So yeah, Zion was like, I want that one. Yep. I want that girl. And she okay, was like, I want money. Yeah, I want money. And Zion was like, I got plenty of that. I ain't going to miss this tomorrow. No. And here we That's are. why every city girl song goes number one. Because <laughs> there's, there's a million more of these little weirdos from like whatever pay grade to whatever pay grade. And all these girls are just like, all these idiots are giving me money. True. Hot girl summer. And they're just, just breaking bread. And don't do nothing for free. It's yeah. like men are stupid. I wouldn't either. These kids are idiots. We're men. We're stupid. We like as, <laughs> they're, as a, they're dumber than us. I, I if young people listen to this show, I'm sorry. You you in this group? Y'all ain't y'all dumb. Look, we ain't built the same. We are dumb as a community. As men, yeah. we're all stupid. Like we're, women are smarter than us in general. Yes, they 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 manipulate us to doing the worst things. Like we cannot like women do dumb stuff for men. We've seen that. But men, we do really stupid things. Like, we will risk our career. Empires have fallen over oh, women. Every empire has fallen over women. <laughs> in, in, in history. So, yes, yes. Like, men, a men lot of the biggest rap beefs has had some woman in the middle of it somewhere. Yes, they have. Even Pac and Biggie. Yep. It was about they, they, faith. Faith ain't that some shit. Like, you pick a beef, there's some woman in the middle of it that's like, I don't know. And it's like, well, goddamn, it's all your fault. Jay-Z and Nas had Carmen. Exactly. <laughs> Skeeting in babies like, damn, Jay. Oh, my God. Jay lost control. Meek Mill just recovered from what Drake did. Yeah, no, I don't even know if he's still fully recovered. It's but, a world tour, your girl's tour. Look, Body. Man, we're going to talk about Adrian Broen. Adrian Broen and Pauly Malignaggi, they were beefing over a girl. Yo, Pauly's response is one of the most epic responses to getting bodied, though. <laughs> when, when Broda said, yo, I had your girl, this whole thing. It's like, oh, you bragging about having my side chick. And Paulie's wife is literally right there. Paulie's like, you're bragging about my yeah, side was, chick. That was a lot. Like, yo, Paulie, what are you doing? Well, he had to deal with that when he got home. Of course. In public, it was like, that was a great bar. And yeah. then at home, it was like, God damn, Paulie, you probably still paying for that one. Yeah, now that didn't hit like Paulie wanted that one to hit. So, yeah, these little young weirdos. And boxers aren't much different. man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, let's, let's talk about these, these fights from the past week. Let's talk about Clarissa Shields. Let's start oh, there. good, good. Because that could have trans... We could have segued directly into Teofimo Lopez. And that's no, all. we'll get there. But we will get there. We'll um, get there. Clarissa Shields, who is a woman, so she's smarter than a lot of these young male boxers, has done well in her career transition. And I saw this past weekend, before we even get to the fight, this weekend wasn't about the fight for Clarissa. She changed opponents. She did what she had to do. Still fought a high-ranked opponent, never in danger. She could have went for the knockout. Her style just doesn't equate to it. She didn't go to her body enough. Um, she doesn't break people down enough. There's not enough time. But she looked great. The key is, is that someone on her team has now decided to say, it's now or never, we're going for star power. Yep. You're going to look like a star. You're going to act like a star. You're going to be a star. She came out looking like Jay Cargo. She looked phenomenal. Yeah, like AW fans, you gave you a wrestling fan, you understand. If not, Google Jay Cargo. You not be, you will not be disappointed. Carissa came out looking like that. Incredible. Each outfit, custom, looking great. Yep. Hair, looking amazing. Everything about fight week, the way she walked, talked, everything, exuded confidence. Mm -hmm. Everything said, when you just look at her, oh, she's the biggest star in this sport. That's what the week was about for Clarissa Shields. And she has to do that every time out. Well, as long as she fights in the States. Like, she went to enemy territory being Savannah Marshall. Like, she's yeah. fought overseas. But she came home and she was like, this is my house. She had Glorilla. Oh, not Glorilla. I'm sorry. She had um, Cash Doll Walker out. Cash Doll, yeah. She had the gear. She had the smile. Like, everything she did this week. All of her interviews were great. I talked to her twice. And I was like, she's, she's a fantastic interviewer. She is... She's the quote. Like... She calls herself that, and if any of you deny it, I saw, I saw somebody say Sinicia Estrada is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, and I was like, no, you're lying to yourself. She has one belt. There is nobody better than Clarissa Shields. And I like her. She's on top right I think Sinicia Estrada is incredible. She's got one belt. I About think, to go for two. I think Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron, I think they're all great. I yep. think Alicia Baumgartner is all great. They're not Clarissa Shields. The gap between Clarissa Shields and everybody else is like a football field wide right now. Yep. It's not even to the fact there's nothing these women can do to catch Clarissa. Chantel can beat whoever she wants. It's up to Clarissa to lose. She's got linked on the field like when Roy Jones was at the peak of his game. Yeah, nobody's close. Like, you she have to fall off a cliff. Clarissa has to look like a human. Somebody has to give her trouble. And Conejo couldn't do that. Hannah Gabriels wouldn't have been able to do that either. Mm. She is so good. Like, she does what she wants. And now she's zoned in and was like, you know what? I'm going to be a celebrity. Yep. Like, I'm not going to be just the quote in the ring. I'm going to be the quote outside of the ring. I'm sure she's not done. 
I'm sure that I'm sure we'll, we're going to see her in other places now. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. The scariest thing about Clarissa Shields, she dominated the fight. Everybody saw it. She won, swept 190, 189, 188, yeah. I think the scorecards were. We don't need to talk about the fight. She was that great. The, the thing about Clarissa now, because not only is she like this big star, is that she's putting all the pieces together, but people forget she's not even 30 years old. At all. Katie Taylor's past 35. Amanda Serrano's on the tail end of her career. All these other women are... She hasn't reached Alicia's her... Alicia's... Alicia's young. She's... It might be around the same age. Yeah, she's... Her and Michaela Mayer, like, there's... Yeah. But the things that a Clarissa Shields has accomplished already, she's just turned, what, 28? Or she's 27, 28 now. I'm gonna get her age right now. I was sorry. I was mid-looking up Alicia Bumgarner age. She is not... Alicia's 29. Clarissa's younger than Alicia. Yes. Clarissa hasn't reached her physical prime yet. Clarissa's 28. This woman, two-time Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, Michaela's 32. This is um, crazy. Savannah's 32, which is still really young in the sport. Terry Harper's 26. Which... But Terry Harper's been beat. Yeah. Like, Clarissa hasn't been beat. Mm. You think she's going to get worse? She's going to get better. Just hitting her prime. Like, this is scary. And people that don't like her... You can kiss her ass because she's, she's got it. She loves the ring walks, and they're only going to get bigger. The, prob- the only problem that she's going to have is finding opponents. She's probably going to end up fighting the winner, Savannah Marshall and Franchon Cruz Desern, to become undisputed super middleweight champion again. Like, she's just getting belts back that she gave up. To be fair, she's never been that champion. No, she was, wasn't she super middleweight? Yeah. Yes. No, she was 154, 160. She's held one belt at Super Oh, you're right. Only one She's belt. She's a three-division yes. champion. She's a three-division, simultaneously at junior middleweight and yes. middleweight. Okay. But this would be undisputed yeah. in three divisions. She's going to go after that. Only Terrence Crawford has the ability currently, if shit falls perfectly, right. to achieve that. And that's so difficult that that's so far down the line. You I'm, can't even think of it. She has the ability of doing that in the next fight. Like, I guess two women she's already beat. She's already beat them. Like... Savannah and Franchon Cruz is a fantastic fight. I can't wait to see it. Phenomenal. But I know Clarissa's like, I already beat both of the asses. And Franchon's a friend. Very. Franchon makes all of her gear. So as fly as, as Clarissa looks, Franchon makes that by hand. Dude, Franchon was Clarissa's first fight. They both debuted against each other. Yep. Franchon ain't lost since she lost to Clarissa. She lost once and the chick was on Everything. Well, yeah. Pop for everything. They gave the belts back. Yeah, they were like, hey, 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 no. Oh, you oh, can't oh. pop. Look, one thing, you pop for everything. Everything. Give it back. Yeah. Sean hasn't missed a beat. No, clear. Since. But you you look at that and what Clarissa is. Now I I need I need Clarissa to, to have like a WWE. And her walkouts are dope. But I need her to come out with, like, a Jade Cargo. Like, let's start expanding. We talked to Leonard Ellerby right here. He was like, yo, one thing that made Floyd, like, really big, he's sending WrestleMania. Please hold. We're working on it. <laughs> like, like I, I need this. I've I need already, this. like, I've already. I need Bianco or I need Jade. I, can, I, need, I need something. I can say this in the podcast because y'all know. I am obviously, like, reaching out. And, yes, there are some things that we schedules didn't work out. Not necessarily for this fight, but we've been, people that have been on this podcast, or people that you've seen me with, we have talked. And I've been like, hmm, what can we do? Because there's two people that are very obvious to me. It's Clarissa Shields and Alicia Baumgartner. Yep. 
And I was in Clarissa, me and Clarissa Styles, like in our interview that we did in Sporting News, we had a, a segment where we talked about the best Detroit rappers. And I was like, okay. And in my head, I was Shout like, to Royce. Yeah. So I, I mean, the gears have been turning. I was like, all right, these, these interests are just going to get bigger. Like, I was like, hey, I'm going to talk to some people because there, there's nowhere to go but up. This, this woman is, again, she's not 30. No. This and, is inhuman. And people, like, the resume is there already. She doesn't have to she win another fight. She can retire now. She can retire she, right now. She's the best. She's the greatest. Um, and that's no different respect to, like, Ann Wolf and, like, some incredible fighters. No, it's not disrespect. She's just Katie better Taylor's than her. Yeah, she, she's a better. She's just better. And then... People act like Floyd was a star from day one. No. Like De La Hoya. De La Hoya had a lot to him. And he became a star fast. But it still took time. It took building up the resume. It took figuring it out, really, like how to be the golden boy. And like the persona really hit around like 26, 27. Took off. Floyd changed to, from pretty boy to money like 29. He but got they were top. men. And they were men. Like, this is a woman in a sport yeah. that nobody cared about. Yep. Like, Clarissa Shields is the anchor. Like, yes, Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor, like, broke through for everybody. But if it wasn't for fucking Clarissa Shields, would we be focusing on women's boxing like we are? Because everybody saw her the first time in the Olympics. was like, oh, she's pretty good. Yep. Then she won another gold medal. We were like, wait, 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 hold on. Back to back. I was there for her debut against Cruz Zero. I believe it was on the other card of Ward Kovalev won. I believe. Sounds about right. I was there for that. And then the Cruz is side, she looked great. And then from that point on, I was like, wait a second. Because there was no, you got to remember, when Clarissa fought Franchon, that was the first time a women's fight had been on a major pay-per-view since Christy Martin. It's crazy. This woman has broke down every barrier. She is the goat. Uh, not enough good things I can say about Clarissa. All and I can say is the people that don't like her, kiss my ass. I forgot who tweeted the other day. It was Connor. And Connor was like, yo, Connor watched during the fight. He's like live tweeting about Clarissa's fight. And then he like tweets and he's like, Al Heyman, what are you doing? Yeah. You're Al Heyman, yeah, Al Heyman like kid. notoriously has no women in his like camp. And Clarissa was signing Showtime for a while, got fed up with that shit and left. No, she got Demetri Salida. Yeah. Helping Salida's doing great. Yeah. She's putting in great spots. Connor, she's just been a free agent through like Salida and she's been able to go Smart thing all over the place. Yeah. And then now it's to that point where she should be on a major network with, through Salida. Like, you don't drop them. You're doing great. No. But it's one of those, like, you go through and it's like, yo, what are you guys watching? Like, yeah. she's legit, at least co main. She's been in co main on any one of your men's cards, pay per view wise. Easy. Yeah. Easy. She's bringing more eyes than anyone you've put on a co main. Of the tank fights, of Wilder fights, whoever you want to pair her with, she's bringing as many eyes now. And if you wanted her to sell her own pay-per-view, she's probably the woman that could do it. I don't care what you say buys are. 100,000 buys is a good start for women's boxing. She can get 100,000 buys. I was on vacation. The team was handling this for me. I was just like overseeing it. I came back and checked the numbers on Sunday. She, we, we posted about her. It wasn't on ESPN. So we posted like six posts. The average of that was 5% less than the Devin Haney Lomachenko post. So we only did six. I was like, shit, shit, we should have done like 12, 15. Like she was doing numbers and moving the channel. I was like, oh, no. I was like, okay. Like there's legit. Again, she looked like a star. She's a star. The star power was there. Um, and we have fights coming up this weekend. Well, we have one 
in particular. Look, Adrian Broner's fighting Bill Hutchison, whatever. Uh, Broner's going to win, and he'll probably toss his hat in there to— like he, he was talking about Regis' program. I saw the Regis. Regis was like, please, thank you. The only person that Regis told me that he wouldn't fight, that not even that he wouldn't, he's not interested in is Rolly Romero because he's like, bro, he's not good. He is not. Like, I'm picking but on him. just get that belt. Yeah, he was like, well, he's got a belt. So if they, if they offer it to me, I'll take it. But, like, he looked— Regis is in this spot where everybody looks at him at 40, and people forget. He pushed Josh Taylor to the limit. Yes. And yep. outside of the Josh Taylor fight— He's never really been touched. He is that one guy. All he needs is one of you. He's yep. like, all one of you fuckers. A remaster Josh Taylor. Yep. Think it's sweet. Yeah, you come <laughs> test me. Adrian, yep. you want a piece? Cool. Like, Devin, you sure you want to come up here and fight me? Devin's like, acting like he does. I'm like, I don't know what you see on film. Uh, yeah, y'all got to chill with Regis, man. Regis could fight. Yeah, because he'll bring the fight to you like Loma did, but he's a lot bigger. Yeah, he's and bigger. He's got pop. He's got a tremendous pop. But that... Regis fights next week. Adrian fights this week. Who cares? Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti. Who cares? The fight to talk. You were going to watch that. It's on. Too. I know. Hami Mungia fights uh, Derevchenko this weekend. Yes. Uh, which is actually a, a decent step up, even though Derevchenko's like forty now. It's fine. But he, I, I need the kid to fight somebody. Yeah. Um, and the Charlos look like they should be coming back soon. They were both out for different reasons. Before we talk about Josh Taylor and Teofimo Lopez, the fuck is Oscar De La Hoya doing? Being Oscar De La Hoya, right? He's going to lose Ryan. Yo, I think he's lost him. Now hey. he's offering Ryan to Adrian Broner? Yes. Yes, I posted that today. And Ryan's sitting there <laughs> like, yo, I'm not even talking to you. No. And I get it. There's a promotional contract and things can happen. If I'm Ryan Garcia, I'm, man, I'm running to Canelo. Hell, get me out of here. What lawyer should you use? Yeah, like get. Because now there's public spats. This is You ridiculous. can say, I'm paying this promoter to do this and it's, we're contracted to do this. And he's actively in breach of contract. This is wild. Like, you would think staying after the fight, being alongside my... Some, something there, showing up to a pre- and post-fight press conference, those have to be mandatory things for a promoter. You would think. Somewhere, there's a breach of contract. He abandoned his ass. Nobody was there. And then Oscar got mad and was like, you shouldn't have took the hydration clause. You're the promoter! Yes. Ryan Garcia said he wanted the fight no matter yeah. what. Yes, it is his fault for taking that dumbass rehydration. Got to stand by him after the loss, right? Like you left him high and dry, and you made up a bullshit excuse and said, "I was getting death threats." Ain't nobody gonna murder you at the post-fight press conference. What I'm gonna do? Hit you with a tripod on a camera? Relax. <laughs> like that shit ain't happening. Ain't nobody else in the arena. Didn't like that at all. And I, I we'll see what that does for Ryan's career. I mean, hopefully Ryan now with Derek James, hopefully he can sh- tighten up his game a bit and get get some bigger fights at 140. Do not go and fight Regis Progray. Don't no. fight really. Yeah, Rolly's the best fight. That's who he wants to fight. Yeah. And but when you look at it, Oscar was like, well, we got three options. He's like, I want to fight this guy. <laughs> this guy wants to fight me. Rolly yeah. called him out again today. Uh, yeah, Rolly's gonna talk. That fight builds itself. It does. It's a pay-per-view fight. We can get back on pay-per-view. We can sell. Makes, make I can beat money. him. I could be a legit world champion. Yeah. And if I lose, then fuck it. Maybe this I ain't cut out for this. The man business. just got dropped. By a guy who was listed at 40 years old, who was probably 67 years old, with grandkids. Yeah, he got beat by Papa. Yeah. What the hell you mean, Delahoy? What kind of promoter? We should be like, Roly said our name? Yeah. Where do we sign? He's got a title. There, there's no three other options. We just saw him get his ass whooped. Bro, he's got a title. Like, that's it. You got a title? He is food. Like, we'll go and eat. Anyway, Josh Taylor, Tiafima Lopez this weekend. 
Uh, Josh Taylor, former undisputed champion. Another champion. title at 140. Yep. He's WBO and Ring Magazine. Uh, Who has the World fourth? Uh, Matias? Yeah. Yes. So. I'd fight Matias before I, I fight Regis Progray. I would too. <laughs> Devin, um, Devin's bugging. This fight is fascinating to me because it's really all about TFEB. Like yeah. as much as we're talking about Josh Taylor, like, yeah. yes, we saw him lose to Jack Catterall, right? Like we yes. all saw it. Shit happened. It's really about Tiafimo Lopez. Because okay. here's why. I've said this name before, and I'm going to say it again. I'm writing a story on it. It'll be published tomorrow. Fighter by the name of Zero Rahim. Zero Rahim was a 1996 Olympian. Zero Rahim, nobody really knew who he was. He came up. He got a fight with Eric Morales after Eric Morales beat the brakes. Not even beat the brakes. He beat Manny Pacquiao. And they were like, oh, well, Zero Rahim versus Eric Morales. Yep. Zero Rahim was the big underdog in that fight. Ended up beating Eric Morales. Not squeaked by him. He beat him. One of the scorecards was 118 to 110. This is when Eric Morales was number five pound for pound in the world. And then everybody thought, oh, well, shit, we got a new star. Because it wasn't for a title. We got a new champion in the lightweight division. The next fight, he fought Asselino Freitas. He lost a very boring fight. Nobody remembers Zaire Rahim. Tiafimo Lopez, if he loses this fight, he's a trivia question in boxing. Because everything will be, because he hasn't looked good since he lost Lomachenko. I mean, since he beat Lomachenko. The Cambosis fight shouldn't have been competitive. No. The, he fought a very dumb fight through a tough circumstance. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. And his next two fights? Get the hell out of Ocampo. But the next two fights weren't great. And then at the end of the last fight, he's like, do I still got it? So if you go over here and lay an egg against Josh Taylor, boxing critics are not kind to people like Tia Fimo, especially people that go, I can kill somebody and get away with it in this sport. Or... I'm leaving ESPN because so you can have your black fighters. Ain't nobody going to be here for that bullshit, T.O. You have to win this fight. You can't, even if you win a, if you lose a close decision, it's a loss. It is over. Yep. At one time, when Tiafima Lopez beat Vasily Lomachenko, we all was like, oh my God, because he was a kid that beat Lomachenko. And we had the, the, the four kings, and it was like T.O. and everybody else at that yep. point. Since then, a bunch of bad decisions in the ring, some issues outside of the ring. These interviews are getting more strange by the minute. And now you're fighting Josh Taylor, who is not a bum. No. Teal's last interview called his baby mama a thought. Like, your dad's nuts. You're nuts. And I like Teal. But you lose this fight, it's over. Yep. It is. And that's why, like, Josh needs to win this fight for him. Teal needs to win this fight for the rest of his life. Like, he talked about uh, he lost his G-Wagon. He lost his baby mom, his wife. He lost his kid. Bro, what do you think is going to happen if you lose this fight? Yeah. And the worst part about it is he's got the ability. Yeah, 100%. He's a freak of nature athletically. But mentally, Regis Progray told me that Josh Taylor is going to beat the shit out of him because he just doesn't think that uh, Teal's head is in the game. All that being said, I'm still picking Teal to win. I think Teal wins too. But it's all in the mental. It's it. But I'll tell you, Josh has a lot on the line because he's in no man's land if he loses this. Mm, yeah. He can't continue to make 140. Well, no, he's, he's too big. Yeah. He has to go to 147 with some momentum. And this, honestly, is the only way you can force a fight eventually with the undisputed champion or fight for the belt when one of them vacates, yep. which is in two fights at 147. You pick up one belt and your career restarts 
But eventually, this is how you get a Virgil Ortiz fight or a Boots Ennis fight because you guys will all be champions and you'll start to now fight each other again in two or three years. Without that belt, none of those guys are crossing the street. No, none of those guys are fighting you. There's no reason. Like, you're getting lost on a top rank side that doesn't have anyone for you to fight at 147. Yeah. So you need that belt when you go up. You can't vacate the belt now and move up because those belts are tied up. And you weren't beating Terrence Crawford. No. You want the belts to be vacated so you can fight number one and two when you go up. And it was a waiting game by top rank. And it's not inside info. It's just common sense. By top rank, when he won last time, he was like, oh, man, oh, I beat Catterall, but this might be my last fight. And they're like, to do what? Because once you vac- you vacated all the other belts, he's out. Once you vacate this belt, you want- you're going to get Terrence and you're going to be the kid he knocked out on BLK-, BLK Prime. Or you can wait, let Terrence and Spence fight each other. Give it a year. They'll all vacate and then you'll be out. If he beats T.O. now, you can do another mandatory for that title because no one's going to criticize you. You already beat T.O. You don't yeah. have to fight Catterall again right away. Just go, do a mandatory, quick, easy, knock somebody I mean, off at 140, and then by then, you vacate, go up, and the belts will be separated and split. The winner of, of the rematch in November, I think they must rematch by November, Spence Crawford. Yeah. Then they'll vacate in December, and by next March, you're booking a fight in the UK to fight for the title, it, and they're up to 154. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that Josh, there is a lot. I just think T.O. has more. Like, T.O. Josh, has everything. Josh didn't beat Vasily Lomachenko. Like, Josh didn't, like, Josh was Zion Williamson. He was on the moon. Like, he was, he was up in the stars and came crashing down. But Josh is in an interesting spot because 140 has become an, a pretty crowded division all of a sudden. We just mentioned Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Regis Progray, Josh Taylor. Javante Davis might float his way up there at some point, right? Like, 140 is pretty loaded. There's opportunities there. But Josh is sizing out of the division. If he does win this fight, yeah, he should probably defend the, the title. And honestly, with Regis Progray being the WBC champ, that's the fight everybody wants to see. They want that rematch. Let Romero fight Ryan Garcia. Is it Matias? Is it Matias the other champion? I'll look it up right now. I can't remember. You can unify in the meantime. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you're gonna have to do something because if you go to 47 and you're on the wrong side of the street, you're not getting the top names. You could maybe figure out something with Golden Boy to fight uh, Virgil Ortiz. Do you really want to do that for your first fight at 47? No, not if it's not for a belt and big money. No, like because Virgil might beat your ass. Because that's might. I'm I'm just saying we ain't seen Virgil in a while. We don't know what the illness has done, but. That's not the first fight I want at 47. Matias. It is Matias. Okay. Yeah, so, sure. Roly, Regis, Matias, Josh Taylor. Like, you could fight Jack Catterall again. Like, you could do that. But at 47, there's really nothing for you right now. As you mentioned, Crawford and Spence got the belts tied up. And they'll probably be tied up for a while. So, if he wins this fight, the, the windows open a little bit more for him. But if Tio wins this fight, he's at 140. He ain't going to 47. No. There's money. Because now, Devin Haney's called you out. Garcia's called you out. Regis Progray wants to fight you. Like, and everybody thinks you're fragile. Even if you beat Josh Taylor, people are like, ah, he probably won't be right for the next fight. Josh Taylor said something that I thought was interesting. But I think every fighter says this, and I think it's the dumbest thing to say, and fighters don't realize it when they say it. 
they're like, well, who are you preparing for? I'm preparing for the best version of Tia Fimolosis. No shit. Yep. Who the fuck goes into a fight and was like, I'm preparing for the worst version of that fighter. Preparing for him versus Cambosis. Now, I'm, I'm waiting for the bum so I can beat. No, you, you want the best version of him. Nobody knows what Tio's going to show up on Saturday. Like, nobody. I don't think Tio knows until the bell rings. His dad is his strength and conditioning coach at the, the trash talking thing. with, yeah. uh, with <laughs> That was wild. Uh, like, I'm the whole pie. Like, what are you talking about, Tio? I have no idea. No clue. But if his head's Lost in, in the sauce. If his head's in the game, like if he gets laser focused for 36 minutes, I think he can beat Josh Taylor. Everybody at Ring Magazine, I was blown away by this because we were getting ready to do our position as Sporting News and obviously we had some friends over at Ring. Not a single writer of, I believe there were 27 people sent in their picks. All 27 picked Josh Taylor. I was blown away by that. But that's only because of Tio's mental. It has yeah. nothing to do with his ability. If Tio's locked in, he is He's 26 years old. One of the best fighters in the world. Yep. He, Crazy reflex. People love Devin Haney. At the end of that fight, everyone said Loma won or his close fight. At the end of the Tio Fimo fight, they said Tio Fimo won. Yeah. Say what you want. You can talk about Lomachenko's shoulder and what? whatever. Tio Fimo won the fight. Tio Fimo won. Everybody thought when he went into that fight, he was nuts. Yep. He was biting off more than he could chew. 13th like, fight. Yeah, his dad was like, we want this fight. I remember his dad told me that like two years before the fight happened. I was like, what's wrong with Beat you? Beat the brakes off of Richard Comey. Oh, he pulverized him. Sent Diego Magdaleno to the shadow Shut realm. Yep. He was put in the right position, like headlining cards after the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And nothing. No, nope. so can't blow it. We'll see. It's a big fight for both of them this weekend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody listening, got A.B. in the car, cutting weight. But thank you, my man. I know you just left the gym. Thank you for joining me, though. I want to bring you in because on this show, a lot of questions around 140 pounds. But for a year now, you said you were going back to 140. You were going to make the weight and you were going to get another belt. Now that you're in the thick of it, one other champion. Well, we got Teofimo, Josh Taylor fighting this weekend. Regis fighting next weekend. Everyone's talking about Haney moving up. Everybody else talking about Roley having a belt, Ryan Garcia moving up. Why isn't anyone mentioning your name? Because you haven't been scared the past year to mention them. Um, to be honest, you know, I, I think it's more more so of out of sight, out of mind. 
you know, uh, everybody, you know, you know, everybody like, man, is he really going to fight? Is he really coming back? But I think after Friday night, and that sound weird, me saying that I'm fighting on a Friday night, but, but after Friday night, uh, everybody eyes will be back open and, um, the boxing world will be going crazy again about AB. It's wild to hear you say that out of sight, out of mind. Cause whenever we post about you online or anything else, people always recognize you still as one of the biggest draws in boxing. So when you look at these other fighters and we see Roly, or excuse me, Roly just fought Tank. They didn't have a belt on the line. Then Tank fights Ryan. They don't have a belt on the line. And they're making money. And you're still that type of draw. Do you think that once you win here, one of those champions will be like, okay, I recognize he going to make the weight. And then you, you're skipping the line. Um... I mean, with the power I hold in in this game and the people I know, and and um, it don't take much for me to to, to, to skip a line, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm still a still a big name in this in this game, and you know, once I can go out here and perform and show everybody that I'm serious, um, everything is gonna go back to normal. Saying that. And going in there on Friday, all eyes are on you on Friday. Other fights are on Saturday. You have Friday night to yourself. What kind of performance do you, do you put that pressure on yourself to be like, yo, I got to go in and I know I'm going to win, but do you have to go in and dominate? Do you have to go in and get a knockout? Do you have to quote unquote be the old AB? Like, do you have any of this pressure going into that fight? Man, this is the hurt business, man. I'm going in to do, to, to do what the fuck I was born to do. I'm going to fuck somebody up. So if it, if it's Bill Hutchinson, it got to be him fucking. Out of everyone at 140, after you handle business, who do you want to fight next? Like, if you're you're AB, you bringing the money. Who do you want to fight? Hey, hey, I don't think you understand what, what I'm saying, but the can man is back. Anybody can get it, bro. I want anybody who got a belt. What does it take? Because, again, we see the people with the belts. They're going to say they don't want to give you the money you deserve. We've seen this happen to you where you say you got to pay me this. You made big money in your career. Do you think these champions will fight you nah, for what it's worth? They can't. I, 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 they, hey, one thing, one thing I know about myself and the one thing I know about Don King, they can't shortchange me. What is it like being with Don now? Hey, 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 when, 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 you, when you bring up a name like Don King and AB, ain't no short money being involved. So with that being said, if, if, if my name is being involved and if Don King is being involved, the check have to be right and it's going to be right. So right now my main focus is uh, going out there handling my business on Friday night and then everything after that will get handled. Regis Progress has called you out several times. He's still speaking your name. He fights next weekend. Any way we see you at that fight? Uh, maybe, man. Uh, I don't know. I'll pop out. I like Regis, man. I actually like him, and I and I hope he uh, I hope he win next 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 weekend. And um, I always root for him every time he fights. You know, he know this. I tell him this all the time. You know, uh, me and Mac Main, 
uh, that, that, that's a big brother of mine. He from he from out that way, and um, we got the same birthday. And all we do is talk shit to each other. I know he <laughs> on Regis side, and um, you know everything cool, man. Everything right. cool. I, I hope we win, and one day we make this big fight happen. Fuck him off. <laughs> I'm gonna give you two names. Then one person I know you're cool with. The other one I don't know how you feel. Javante Davis. When you look right. and you see the levels he's reached in the sport and becoming this pay-per-view star, y'all have always been close. You've been telling people for years what he was going to be. No different than Floyd has been telling people. But a lot of people don't you know, recognize you've been saying the same thing. How do you feel now that you see him getting to this level? I've been, I've been told him that he'll be able to do it, man. I, all he had to do is stay focused. I, I told him that since day one, since I've seen his talent. It's, it's no brain. It's, it's no... It's no biggie. I've been seeing it. And y'all trained together for a period of time. Like, I remember he went down there. Y'all, y'all did camps together and everything. So of you've course. seen... What do you say to people who say, like, oh, he's just a knockout guy? Because so many people... We had Leonard in here, they're and dumb. he talked about his they're, IQ. They're, they're, they're dumb. They're fucking stupid. And everybody... In every in, in every fight that he's been been fighting lately... He's been showing more and more of his boxing skills. He's been showing more and more of his IQ that I've been telling everybody that he got. And, he, and he's been showing that he's more than just a puncher. So, so um, like I always tell everybody, yes, Devin Haney's good. Yes, Shakur might be his toughest fight out of all of them. Yes, you got some good fights out there for him. But I still think... That he gets the job done with everybody. You mentioned Shakur, and I'll put my other side question on hold real quick. When you look at Shakur, many people see a lot of the same stuff they saw in Floyd. But you saw Floyd when Floyd was in his prime. You were in those gyms. You know what Floyd was. Do you see that same thing? Do you see that same level in Shakur Stevenson? Or you think it's a little too premature? Yeah, I see the same shit. It's very premature because he haven't uh, accomplished everything that Floyd has done in the sport. But that that little nigga is amazing, though. Last he one. Amazing. The other name I wanted to mention before, and I guess it's two, the Charlo brothers. That clip always goes around where it's you and Tank and then the Charlos talking to you or whatever. What really happened in that situation and you're usually, you seem Man, like it's just nice hey. trash talking with everyone. Is that like real beef? Man, listen, man. I, I love it. I love the Charlos, man. Every time I see them niggas, man, it's, it's all of, uh, that was just a mis, miscommunication. You know, you know, like I tell everybody all the time, brothers going to fight. Mm. Shit, brothers going to fight, man. But at the end of the day, man, we ain't got no problems. I ain't got no problems with them niggas. They don't stop nothing I got going on, and I don't stop nothing they got going on. So, so every time we see each other, it's all love, and and, and, and you know, um, I wish them nothing but the best. And every time they fight, I root for them. Real talk. Two more questions. This Sunday, you fight Friday. We got the title fight on Saturday. This Sunday, Floyd has another exhibition. You. Again, brothers fight, all this stuff, but you guys always seem to support each other. What do you think about this second career he has now of exhibition fights 
And do you root for him every time he does one of these? Because it seems like he's making a retirement plan, a different avenue for some of these boxers where you don't have to stop making money at 34, 35. You can have a longer career doing safer fights. Um, More proud to him, man. I, I, I love him to death. You know, our relationship is uh, a special one. If he can go out here and keep making this type money that he's making, you know, keep making that shit. You know, you know, coming from where we come from, it's hard to make money um, I'm, I'm out here these days. And, you know, um, I'm just grateful I'm able to have a relationship with a guy like Floyd. And, you know, um, you know, right now, you know, uh, there's no bad, bad blood between us. And um, every time we see each other, it's just all love. So, you know, um, I'm going to uh, take care of my business. And uh, if, if nothing, nothing else comes up at the time, you know, I'm definitely going to try to uh, be present for his fight. You know, uh, I, I love to watch him. Um, he he's training with uh, my, my other big brother, Gerald Tucker, GT. GT. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> and um, you know, I just I just love seeing him. I love watching him. Last question for you, and I know it's hard to predict the future because you you've had all these ups and downs, but you're you're getting back on track. You're still so young in the boxing game. Um, a year from now, where is Adrian Broner? Like in your mind, when you envision this, where is Adrian Broner one year from now? Uh, one year from now, Adrian will be champion again. Adrian will be back on top of the world again, and Adrian. Uh, I'll be taking care of his family, like always, and doing what he do, you know, and um, that's being the best Adrian I could be, you know, a better Adrian, you know, uh, a more mature and seasoned Adrian. So, you know, uh, I'm still the same nigga, though. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. Now I appreciate it. Yo, I know you spent the night at the gym cutting weight doing everything. We're like your last interview this whole time, man. I, I appreciate it. I truly do. We appreciate you all for watching today. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Iris Studios, Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Myself, the old man, Andreas Hill. Till next time, we're out. Peace.